Hi, I'm Lowell. And I'm Aiden. And you are listening to I Read the News Today. No, we'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I went in a different direction this week. Yeah, it is a rather different direction, but we still are not journalists. Pundits. Or bartenders, but we do read the news. And we are here to talk about the shit that's going on. Today is October the 7th, 2019. So, Aiden, what the flying fuck is happening? Well, I thought we could take a little bit of time out of our kind of regular thing that we do here and talk about our favorite ice cream flavors. Okay, I love Ben and Jerry's chocolate therapy. Okay. So I usually like peach, but I also sometimes like mint. Impeachment. Impeachment. It feels like a stretch, but let's keep going. It's really funny because uh, it's really not funny at all. But so two weeks ago when we were last recording our, our last episode, we actually had the first inklings of this whistleblower. Yeah. And I asked you if you thought that this was going to... It actually caused an, an impeachment inquiry, and you said absolutely not. But it has. It, it did within within twenty four hours yeah, of that conversation. Within within twenty four hours, uh, I texted you the very next day saying, "Well, uh, I guess uh, we were wrong." Yeah, I was. I, I mean, I agreed with you. I didn't think that this was going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. And I'm a little bit curious about why it is. Do you have any sort of inkling of that? That, I mean, that's exactly what I was about to ask you, because I don't know. And that's what I wanted to talk most about is what is different about this than anything else. So the only thing that I can think of is because this is what Trump has allegedly done with Ukraine is mm-hmm. effectively the same thing that he is alleged to have done with Russia. Yes. That Robert Mueller determined that he could not prosecute him for collusion or any kind of activity with Russia. But he's done it again. Like, yeah. it's sort of like if Bill Clinton, after being impeached but not removed from office, then, then had sex in the Oval Office with an underage child. Doing effectively the same thing, but a little bit worse. Yeah, okay, so that's exactly it. But but why is this a little bit worse? That's what I really want to get into. Well, because now he's president. Okay, good point. So let's just be, be clear about what happened. I think that most people have some idea of that there is an impeachment inquiry that Ukraine is involved. But which fun fact, it's not the Ukraine. It's just Ukraine. Did someone say the Ukraine? Yeah. Donald Trump? Well, no, I think it's there. It's it's been commonly referred to as the Ukraine. But that's recently Ukraine came out and said, don't call us the Ukraine. So what 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 he did? What he did is that he was on a phone call with the president of Ukraine. And during that phone call, he both seemed to be giving the president of Ukraine some idea that the U.S. would be able to keep helping them with certain projects. But he also seems specifically, I think it's an arms deal. But and, and so this is part of the contention between people reading the transcript of this conversation is that some people are saying mostly the Democrats are saying that he was offering these things for information or investigation of Joe Biden to, mm-hmm. to commence. Now, this investigation of Joe Biden would be about or Joe Biden's son and Joe Biden would be about a business deal that Joe Biden's son was involved in and Donald Trump. And many conservatives have claimed that somehow he's quid pro Joe. Somehow, well, no, it's 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 that somehow 
uh, Joe Biden managed to get his son not to be investigated by Ukraine for some fraud. Well, that would be that would be why quid pro Joe is well, it's quid pro quo is the phrase. Yeah, now but, they're saying quid pro Joe. But the only way that that makes sense is if he gave them something in return, which. I don't even see any reference or evidence of anything being given to Ukraine. I don't think that anyone has made that claim, so I don't know where quid pro Joe comes from. The Republicans. Oh, so it's nonsense? Mm-hmm. If you want to get your bias out there, lol. No, I, I, it, it, frankly, Donald Trump is the one who's being accused of a quid pro quo arrangement. Yes, but that, I mean, it, it's, it's very telling that the, def, the supposed defense of Trump is to accused Joe Biden of the exact same thing. Yeah, of course. And so the issue, of course, is that this seems to be another circumstance where Donald Trump is trying to enlist a foreign country and also trying to enlist another foreign leader, foreign power, to basically damage his political opponents, Yeah, which is the actions of a tyrant. That's what tyrants do. That's what dictators do. They try to squash their their opposition by any means necessary and doesn't matter what moral obligations. But here's the other thing. When asked earlier this year whether Donald Trump would enlist the help of a foreign agency to attack his political opponents, he said, oh, sure, why not? That's that's not a direct quote. It's not a direct quote. (laughs) but, But when he was asked, hey, you're saying that you didn't didn't do this with Russia, but would you? He said, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. So he's just being... And being another thing that's work. very damning for Trump is I believe this, this phone call was July 25th, yeah. which was the day after Robert Mueller testified in Congress. <laughs> I did not realize that. Yeah, and he brings it up in the, the memo detailing the phone call. He says basic, something to the effect of now that this business with Robert Mueller has been cleared up. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, that is that is the, like, I, I don't think that Nancy Pelosi is thinking in such a way that, like, she needs to provide a check on Trump, but why this is probably a good idea is because it's just so brazen. It's like the exact same thing that he just got off with doing. Yeah, exactly. Again, the day after. <laughs> Exactly. And and so and it's it's very possible that that is why this whistleblower determined that they had to release this story Mm -hmm. because it was so fresh. And so it took a while for this story to actually be released because it went through a lot of channels that tried to uh, seem to have tried to hide it a little bit. Mm -hmm. There was testimony by the Director of National Intelligence, the the interim director of National mm. Intelligence. He he started the job like three weeks ago, and he within his first three weeks he already has a congressional hearing. He said when asked whether or not he had talked with the prior director of National Intelligence about it, he said, "No, I had not. I had not been told about this. If I had, I would not have taken the job." Uh, I mean, that's how big a deal this is. So he was being asked questions about why 
he went to the White House first mm. rather than bring it to Congress. Was, yeah, because the whistleblower's complaint, according to the law, is supposed to be turned over to Congress. Yes. And so he said that he believed that executive privilege might take precedent over over that. I don't know whether or not that's true, but he fully admitted that he's been on this job for three weeks, and he did he did it because. He and thought I believe that he also was, fully admitted this is the first time that the, a whistleblower complaint has not been turned over to Congress. Yes, immediately. And but he also said that he does not believe that there's ever been a whistleblower complaint about the president before. Which oh, is I, that true? I did not fact check him on. Okay. Yeah, but he that is that's what he said. He was not aware of any time that a whistleblower complaint had been been related to the president. Okay. And so he felt like he had to make a decision whether or not presidential or, or executive privilege executive privilege would be more important than mm. the whistleblower laws, statutes, statutes. Yeah. Whistleblower statutes. Even knowing more than we knew two weeks ago when we last talked about this. Do you feel like this is big enough for an impeachment inquiry? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, th- and when I answer that question, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm specifically answering the question of if it's ready, if it's for an impeachment inquiry, not removal from office. I see. Okay. What about removal from office? At this point, no. But this has the makings for the kind of story that could. Okay. I mean, if you look look at the people that have already been ensnared in this, is the Secretary of State, the Attorney mm-hmm. General, yeah, the Mike, the Vice President, yep, Rudy Giuliani. I I don't count him because he doesn't have an official job with the government. Yes, but uh, I do think that we should talk a little bit about Rudy Giuliani's uh, relationship to all of this. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because he's it's 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 insane. It's absolutely bonkers. Do you know a little bit about it? Well, so I know this like the the extent of public knowledge of Rudy Giuliani's involvement in this was known before the whistleblower came forward. Yes, in I fact, in, Rudy Giuliani talked about it himself. Yeah, as early as May of this yeah. year. It was an episode of the podcast The Daily that I listened to that was all about Rudy Giuliani's involvement. And the reporter being interviewed for that that episode had written an article in May mm. saying, this is very problematic. Why is no one paying attention to this? And no one paid attention to it until the whistleblower. And that's sort of that's one of the defenses of Trump that has been come that has come up is, oh, he was just seeking to fight corruption. That doesn't mm. hold any water no. because there's an official process for that. And yes. it's not to send your personal attorney yeah. to Ukraine. Yeah. So Rudy Giuliani was sent to Ukraine to Rudy Giuliani, who like <laughs> it's important to to acknowledge he he has no official role in the United States government. Yeah, he's, he is the personal attorney to the president of the United States. Yes. And he was hired in order to combat the, the Mueller in- inquiry. Mm-hmm. So after effectively nobody else would. <laughs> yes. And so Rudy Giuliani throughout his tenure as Trump's personal lawyer has spent most of his time on talk shows making a fucking ass of it's, himself. It's these these appearances that he's been making on the news are more damaging are than crazy. than the actual the actual content. He implicated the Secretary of State. I actually want to bring up some Well, Rudy there's the, the the one that I can think of is the clip where he 
has the largest phone I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and he's show, he's scrolling through texts that Mike Pompeo sent him to prove that the State Department contracted him on this. He has spent a lot of his time in the past couple weeks just yelling at everyone who he can. Like, finding shows to go on so he can not answer their questions and just yell at them. <laughs> It's, it's all madness. And, okay, so here's a, um, a, a quote. Uh, he said that I'm the real whistleblower, he declared. And he said, if I get killed now, he warned, you won't get the rest of the story. He's now, he, he believes he's going to be a target of assassination. He's really gone. He's really gone. I mean, how, how familiar are you with Giuliani's work? Tell me a bit more. Well, I'm mostly familiar with him as a, a, a one-episode guest actor on an episode of Seinfeld. Oh, well, I'm 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 aware of his uh, political campaign to, towards uh, president, but uh, which which failed fairly quickly. He was, but he was leading in the polls. He was leading, yeah. and then he crashed. Yeah, he, he like he crashed very quickly. Yeah, he was mayor of New York during 9/11. Yeah. And as John Stewart said during that political campaign, he pretty much mentioned 9-11 for his entire president presidential run. Yeah. <laughs> that was really his thing. It's like, oh, I was mayor during that. Well, that was his – I mean, that was his th- – he was he – was, It was. He built himself as America's mayor. Like, I, I yeah. remember when I, – I remember at one point um, I was in the car with my dad and there was an ad that would play um, on the radio constantly. And it was advertising for, like – offices to get Rudy Giuliani as a motivational speaker because he was really? America's mayor. Wow. But I mean, that's also, that's also kind of a sleazy thing to a, do. It's a little bit of a sleazy lawyer thing to do. And this, yeah. that would have almost certainly been before 2008. And so he, prior to 9-11, uh, Rudy Giuliani's claim to fame was in heightening policing in New York mm-hmm. and he did, for the most part, break up a lot of the, the gang violence in New York, but he also started the stop and frisk policy. Mm-hmm. Civil rights activists have declared that one of the most problematic laws that our country has seen since uh, Jim Crow era. The stop and frisk works, lol. You're making you're so you're you're doing some gestures that I don't. This is an audio format. You, you know from last episode that I don't do voices real good. Yeah, no, you don't. But also, I have the worst voices, Lowell. But is this supposed to be Trump? I have the worst voices. You're doing like hand things that he does I don't the know hands. What they are. He puts the hands like this. Well, this is this is vocal poison. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. I can do Trump if you were the lead singer of a '70s British <laughs> punk group. Okay, let's not try this. <laughs> um, we are Donald Trump. So my issue with this impeachment inquiry Mm -hmm. is I think that a lot of people see impeachment as just a step towards removing a president from office and not as a potential means of censure. Yeah. Um, And so... But Trump Trump doesn't necessarily see that that way. Say that again. Trump doesn't necessarily see it that way. Say what that way? See impeachment as simply a means of being removed from office. Okay. Because there's reports out from the past few days that he doesn't want impeachment on his legacy. I see. So 
it, you're you're saying that he is is very concerned about simply he doesn't want to he doesn't want to just be he, he doesn't want to be impeached he doesn't like obviously he doesn't want to be removed from office but the sheer act of impeaching him he doesn't want yeah um which I, I, I mean, the, don't his, know who would. his whole presidency is concerned with his legacy. Like, the, of course, the, the border the wall point. is not. He doesn't want a border wall. He wants a he giant wants a monument to structure. him being there. He wants he wants a monument to his being on this earth. And for some reason, big buildings with his name on it isn't enough for him. Yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, that's his entire ego. Like, it it is. I want to be a person who has left something that is going to stay. Yeah. Um, that's why someone would put their name on a building. But my concern is that this will be this will be read as a, a purely political move because it does not feel like there was a significant amount of evidence of an additional crime when this inquiry was started. And so it... I well, that's, I think that's the the big thing that came out with the um, the whistleblower complaint. Yes, was the allegation that the White House has this secret service? Yes, and has done this a lot. So that is the other the other thing that is not being talked about. Yeah, I think if the investigation gets a hand gets its hands on that server, then we're having a very different conversation. Yes, and so the the other thing that is being ignored is that it doesn't have to have been a quid pro quo for this to be breaking breaking yeah. campaign laws. Because he did try to get the Ukrainian president to look into his political opponent. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself is against campaign laws. Yeah. And so the Republicans... Uh, sent out a memo with talking points <laughs> to the Democrats. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get there. Uh, sent out a memo with talking points that mainly focused on trying to say that it's not a quid pro quo. In, they failed to send it to the, the Republican senators somehow. I don't know how this, this is at, at all possible. They sent it out to all of the Democrat uh, senators and House of Representatives and not to the Republicans. How do you do that? Why do the Republicans even have a group email that is just the Democrats? Okay, well that that that's that's a question I can right? wonder. Yeah, but didn't they also then just hastily send an email saying something like retract? Yeah, yeah. They, well, I, everything I saw was said that they quickly retracted it, and all of the all of the news articles that I was reading said. We don't know how they did that. We don't know what that means. Yeah, all of the news articles that I I read about them trying to retract it printed verbatim the talking points, meaning that they yeah. could not retract them. Yeah, I have no idea how what what they meant by re retracting an email. That's insanity. But also, but like back to that point, what are they using this this group email to all of the Democrats for? Are they sending like taunts to them every once in a while? I mean, that could be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm now imagining that the Democrats and the Republicans like have these group group email threads that they can just be like, "Ha ha, you fucked up. You missed. You messed up that vote. Oh, sucks to be you." And then they're like, "Want to do? We're we're having a, a an event on Thursday. If you want to join the Republican Party, we're the winners now." 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 probably that would probably be good because like in the 1800s, like, are you familiar with Charles Sumner? No, um, the name's familiar, but I don't. Yeah, know. that's interesting because he was your senator for a while. Um, in the 1800s, well, Massachusetts. I was not alive. I don't need to know that. Okay, well, he was your senator for a while, um, and he was savagely beaten on the floor of the Senate by um, Preston Brooks. A, oh, I I do know yeah. about this. Yeah, Did, might have been on the floor of the House. Were, were either of them like? Removed from office? Preston Brooks was lauded throughout the South. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. What else is, is kind of going on with this, this inquiry? Do we have any idea of timeline on the, the inquiry or... Well, so the, the week that it was announced, I, I read reports that say they, wanted, they want the, impe- the inquiry wrapped up by Thanksgiving, which would be incredibly quick. Yeah. So the inquiry would be wrapped up by Thanksgiving and then they would vote on it for whether or not to to start an impeachment hearing. No, so they would then vote whether they, or not a, to after impeach? the after the inquiry is wrapped up, they would draft articles impeachment of impeachment and then oh, vote and the, to yes, impeach him. Vote to impeach him and then the impeachment would be tried in the Senate. Yes. Got Where it. Mitch McConnell has said he would have no choice but to hold a trial. Yeah. Of course. I mean, he would have to. But that's very interesting. But he's a wily old bastard, so I wouldn't... It's very interesting that they want to wrap up the inquiry by Thanksgiving because you had thought that they would want to hold it, have it be as long as possible so that, you know, could could hold over into the the election. Well, so that's the thing. That's the reporting that I heard the first week the inquiry was announced. Uh, at this point, they've issued several subpoenas, many of which have been ignored, like we covered yeah. in an earlier episode. So I'm assuming that Barr is continuing to ignore his subpoenas? I don't know that Barr has been subpoenaed yet, okay. but Pompe- Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, yeah. has been subpoenaed and he's already been accused of withholding documents. Wow. That's crazy. So it could drag out because potentially this is something that would have to be settled by the courts. Yeah. And, and I don't know what the what, how the courts would rule. And even if they did rule, I don't know what they could even do to uh, make, as we talked about previously, I don't know what they could do to make a president or, or his staff submit these documents. As the executive branch, they are responsible for making sure that these kinds of things happen. And so it would be a very difficult issue. It, it could be. But at a certain point, the House of Representatives does have a, a measure of, of power to enforce its subpoenas. Hmm. And these lower level White House staffers aren't going to be too interested in being held in contempt. Yes. I don't know that there. What, what else? Are we leaving anything out? Nah, that's it. Okay, no. impeachment's looming. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, like, do we want to return to the original question? Like, do you think that there will be a successful impeachment? And by successful impeachment, I mean the House votes to. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I think. I that, think that's the most likely outcome. But I, I think that he's more likely to be, still be impeached on the actions that were investigated in the Mueller report than he is on all of the actions that are... Because, I mean... Oh, I don't agree with that. I I cannot imagine that this impeachment inquiry is limiting itself to this 
this Ukraine. I think issue. that's what they've said they want to do. Really? Yeah. I would have fully believed. And I think they... that's the better strategy because, you know, I think in the minds of a lot of people, the Mueller report and those the, the Trump Russia allegations have been litigated already. But I and think the time that... for impeaching on that has passed. I would disagree with that statement. Because I think that Mueller very clearly How many clearly people other out, than me, since the Mueller report was released, have you spoken to it about? No one, but I think that that's... I don't think that it is a roaring fire, but I think that that spark is still burning. And I think that you would still have plenty of people who feel like Mueller said that this should be looked into by powers that can actually look into it. And I, I think that there are plenty of people who believe that Congress has not has not done their their job on that yet. Yes, I mean I, I can I can agree with that, but I don't I think it makes for a stronger impeachment inquiry to focus on Ukraine. Interesting. I, I feel like I think it I think it'd be it, having both of them as as issues is is a stronger argument saying that that these two things are both examples of this one thing. I think it makes it harder to portray it as partisan if it focuses just on the scandal that broke last month. That's fair. I mean, that is a good point. It, yeah. it, that is true um, because the Mueller investigation has had so much time to be uh, politicized. Yeah. So uh, saying that this is separating it could keep it seeming less partisan, but I don't think it's as strong of a case. The problem is we don't currently have actual uh, an actual full transcript of the, this conversation. Yeah. And so that's a lot of the doubt. That yes, that was there. a remarkable uh, five-page transcript of a 30-minute conversation. Yeah, exactly. And so unless someone gets their hands on, on that conversation and we do find out more information about this secret server... Um, which we need to start saying secret server so that we can use their their tactics against them and just chant secret server out out, out in uh, in the middle of the and square. then that lets us link Trump to the SS. Uh, I have no interest in linking him any further to the SS than he already will do his, himself. Yeah, I think that that's pretty much everything we can say on it now, and we'll see how it develops. Um, but in the meantime, let's take a break. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Read the News Today, oh boy. We love that you've been listening, but please also rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this show. How did that Google Play thing go? Did I get it on Google Play? I Because you made some bold promises. Oh, wait. I did put it on Google Play. Okay. It is now on Google Play as All well. All right. Cool. I, I, I did put the RSS feed on Google Play. So also Google Play now. And you can, of course, please interact with us on, on Twitter. Our handle is at News oh Boy, or, you know, if you see a cool article, just do at News oh Boy or hashtag News oh Boy. Well, great. We'll find it that way. You can also email us articles at newsoboy at gmail.com. We, we would love to hear, hear from you about uh, what you think about the show. And actually, this is going to be our second to last episode of this season. Penultimate. Penultimate episode of the season. So uh, next week... If you say penultimate, you sound like a real D-bag. <laughs> <laughs> next week's episode, we're going to actually do a follow-up on... Uh, a lot of our other the other articles that we've talked about in, over the course of this past year, 
Uh, so we're going to, uh, it's going to be a, probably going to be a bit longer of an episode just so that we can give a, a good idea of what has, has changed since we started uh, and since we've done these, these articles because news is always changing. Fingers crossed Asteroid hits next week. Well, fingers crossed it doesn't. No more Minneapolis. No more Minneapolis. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for listening to this season. And we will uh, have one more episode in two weeks. Uh, it might, might be a little late. We'll see. But we will then be back uh, early next year. Thank you so much for listening. I was ready. Okay, is this the one that you're afraid that I was going to know? Yes. Okay, cool. Thank God. Ready? I've clicked on it. You did? No. I thought we were recording. I I didn't clap yet. Oh, okay. Have you looked at it yet? I saw that Aaron Carter's involved. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so, um, this week's weird article, we are doing uh, a, a bit of a, a, a pop, pop watch. Um, uh, Is that legally safe? What? Pop watch isn't that a thing? I don't. I don't know. Uh, we're this week. We're gonna be doing a a, a bit of a um. Uh, where did where did child stars go wrong? This this could be a recurring segment. I I hope it is. Uh, I hope it isn't because I I hope no one else has to experience this. But uh, we we would you would you look at look at that page now? All right. Uh, so it's a People magazine article. People, not not, not magazine. It was a magazine. Uh, People online. Aaron Carter shows off huge new face tattoo as he asks fans for quote respect unquote and says he's quote fine unquote. Did did you hear about this yet? I think I saw this, but I it was Aaron Carter, so I didn't click on it. Yeah. Why did you? Um, because you have to scroll down and He's see He's not even picture. my favorite of the musical Carters. Wait, who's your favorite? Nick. Well, he's involved in this story very heavily. Oh, because Nick is easily the only member of the Bass Street Boys I can name off the top of my Yeah, head. same. Um, but, uh, okay. scroll down to see this. It's important that I watch this autoplay video. No, 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 no. Okay. Scroll down so that you can see the picture of Aaron Carter. Okay. All right, that's a face tattoo. Yeah, you got a face yeah, tattoo. I mean, that was that was what was promised. Yes, of of Rihanna. Oh, is it Rihanna with, with Medusa hair again on his face? So this what, is what is it? Is it stated in the text that it is Rihanna? Yes. Okay. Uh, it, 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 he has he has uh, confirmed that it is Rihanna. This is only the latest in a long line of crazy shit with Aaron Carter in the past two weeks. So it started off. You're you you are bizarrely approaching this as though you think that Aaron Carter should be a well-adjusted adult. I don't man. think he should, but this is quite something. Okay, all right. So earlier this month, Nick Carter uh, filed a restraining order against Aaron, saying that the that Aaron Carter threatened to kill Nick Carter's unborn wife, uh, unborn child, and wife, and okay. pregnant wife. Is there uh, a comma in there at all? What? Is there a comma in there at all? What I'm asking is, are the unborn child and wife two separate entities? Yes, they are two separate entities. Thank Christ. There doesn't need to be a comma for that to be the case. In fact, there are only two individuals in a list. You can't have a comma. 
Anyway, who gives a fuck about Knoxford, comma? So, Ezra uh, Cohen is rolling around in the grave. <laughs> He's still alive. Aaron and Nick's sister, Angel, has, uh, has gotten a restraining order against Aaron. So, Aaron Carter has also alleged that Angel, his sister, sexually assaulted him as a child. She has said that there is no, no reason for him to think that. Um, but they, they have made the decision to... Now, is this perfectly normal-looking woman in the video at the bottom, Angel Carter? It's, I, don't, I have no idea. Because that would be remarkable. He's Aaron Carter has gone on an insane Twitter like stream over over two weeks about all the all these crazy allegations against his siblings. Now I saw one tweet that I yeah. kind of like 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 your line reading of. Okay, um, it's tour, it's uh, it's the it begins the fourth paragraph of the article. Uh, remember when you emphasize it with volume, that means it's in capitals. I'm the biggest thing in music right now. I can't be denied. Fact check me. <laughs> he captioned one shirtless mirror selfie showing off his new, new ink. The most recent development of this is that he has claimed that he is going to buy a castle in Canada and live there because he hates the U.S. and he hates Trump. Castle in Canada? That's my question, too. I'm, I'm, I might be <laughs> just ignorant, but... Does Canada have castles? I mean, I would imagine that Montreal has a few. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole city of Montreal is pretty, pretty, uh... Castelline? Castle... Castelnetta. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> You're sticking with that? What do you think that is? Dan? Okay, what do you think that is? Uh, the voice of Homer Simpson. Okay. Also, he plays the uh, talk show host in uh, Parks and Recreation. You can't pull the name? The name of the talk show host? Yeah. I have no fucking clue. Gary Marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know that? I will never... Because he has some of my favorite lines on the show. Oh, he does have good good lines. Uh, so, he... This also involved him being on an episode of The Doctors, which is... When John uh, Hodgman plays the Eagleton Gary Marbles, he's August Clementine. <laughs> So Aaron Carter was also on an episode of The Doctors, and... Uh, uh, quick question. Yeah. Um, what is The Doctors? The Doctors is a... I was about to explain. Oh. Is a, a daytime television show where a bunch of doctors give advice. Is that knowledge that you had before this? Uh, yes. Okay. So that yes. is just something I should have known. I have never seen the show, but I was aware of it. I it's kind of like a Doc Oz, but it's panel version. Okay. Yeah. That, oh, cool. It's like a panel, but... Yeah. Same. Did Dante explore the doctors in his inferno? What I'm asking is, if, is it one of the circles of hell? <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? But he was, on, on that show, he talked about his history of addiction and, and drug use. Another thing that he said, oh, let, let me just go to, go to his Twitter because it's all gold. 12 hours ago, Aaron Carter posted, when I get back home, anyone who calls, please ask him for a wellness check on on me to harass me while knowing I am and have been fine. I will find out who is doing it. Get ready to write checks for your, for, to your lawyer. I am having my lawyers come at you. His description of himself in his Twitter is, I am completely and inexplicably unapologetic. <laughs> 
I just saw that this this story might have a happy ending. But before we get to the happy ending, is the me... happy ending that he got what appears to be Munchkins? No, eighteen year year eighteen hours ago. Uh, eighteen hours ago, Aaron Even Carter more recently, tweeted he appears to have gotten Munchkins. Oh, very nice. Eight hours ago. Uh, eighteen hours ago, though. Aaron, jeez, I have to scroll through so much fucking bullshit to see what's 18 hours ago. Oh, it's his pinned tweet. It's at the top. Uh, Aaron tweeted, hashtag, I love you, mom. Never give up on your family. My mother sent me a picture updating me on her progress. And I'm so proud that she's almost 40 days sober. And, it, and she is truly the love of my life. Mama, without you there would be no me. Another thing that he alleged... Oh, that, that in, blows the water out of my Aaron Carter immaculate conception. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that he, he has alleged uh, is that his parents were, were bankrupt and uh, they, they had spent all of, all of his money. And so he went into bankruptcy. Yeah, I thought he got Frankie Muniz. I think that this is this is actually this part is true. Yeah. Um, but uh, he went into bankruptcy to because he wouldn't let his parents go bankrupt, which is very sweet. I mean, he he still has all that money he won from beating Shaq. From beating Shaq? Yeah. What? I don't know about this. One of his songs is called "That's How I Beat Shaq." <laughs> oh, That's right. Beating Shaquille, o Shaquille O'Neal, who at the time of the song's release was probably the best basketball player in the world. Yeah, in a game of pickup basketball at the at the time, Aaron Carter was probably thirteen. He did. Ha I mean, he he had a lot of expenses around that time because he famously threw a party that got out of hand. That's Aaron's party. Oh yes, come get it. Close uh, of course, and we have to believe everything that he says in his songs. He Could also has not a lot of name a third song. He has. I want candy. I don't consider that's not an Aaron Carter song because that's and a cover. cover. You're right. Yeah. He also posts a lot of pictures of Dolph, Rund Dolph Lundgren for some reason. I saw a couple of the other one. Who's the American Dolph Lundgren? No, I, uh, I have no idea what you mean. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. Yeah, this seems to be implying that he will be um, engaging in a prize fight with. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, which would be cruel given that <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is, I believe, in his 70s. Yeah, Jesus. Aaron Carter also posted a gif of uh, It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC. Real, real deep burn against his brother. So how far down on his feet are you? Oh, on October 6th, so it's only a day. He posts so much. Well, yeah, I had to, the, the amount of bullshit I had to scroll through to get to 18 hours ago was obscene. I mean, I don't know how you, how anyone even saw these things. It, it just disappears so quick. And another thing that, that Aaron Carter has talked, has talked about is that he has been diagnosed with bipolar depression. So and are we the assholes? Yeah, well, you know, we are and we are. Um, but it's, I, I think that. This is something that is all too common with people who were famous when they were young. Uh, it is not a good... I, I don't wish it on my worst enemy, young and famous. There's an absolute crapload of Trailer Park Boys gifts in here. It's a Canadian television show. <laughs> I, I love... Uh, do you see October 3rd? No, because I've been, I've, you have seen me. I've been scrolling consistently for the past several minutes, and I have not gotten to October 3rd. Well, he, 
posted capital N, capital O, T-H-I, capital N, capital, capital G for nothing. And it keeps going up and down camel case like this the whole time. Nothing can stop me. I stand on my own two feet and I, I love who I see in this reflection. Headed to the airport for my show in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Nothing can stop me from seeing my fans. That might explain the prevalence of the Trailer Park Boys. Mm. Oh, is, are they from Nova Scotia? Well, it's a, it's a Canadian show. Oh. And then he... he uh, oh, good. I clicked on him. And he said, I sneak through the border if I... This is truly upsetting. What? What are the surviving members of Dream Street doing right now? I have no idea. But he he then on on October third started started after all of this Twitter barrage of hating his family started saying, "Now please respect myself and my family's privacy. Thank you. That's all you get. Now stop." God, I really like this one too. October third, I'm in a thirty three percent tax bracket. I pay my taxes. That that how I bought my first home. I'm not repeating myself over and over for you guys. Read my fucking book when it comes out. Greg Raposo, one of the surviving members of Dream Street, has tweeted only once since the middle of May. Damn. Oh, yeah. So this is from also from October 3rd. This is when I really started to see the, the, the stuff. I had to file a bankruptcy to protect my parents from going to jail for failing to uphold their fiduciary responsibilities when I was a minor. That was 2014. I got a chapter seven discharge because I told the judge I would never let my parents go go to jail is what he meant and I could pay it off. So, you know, probably a good guy. Frankie Galesso, one of the other surviving members of Dream Street, has tweeted once since November of 2017. <laughs> not not very big uh, Twitter users. But I guess that's probably why I haven't heard about them. Anymore. One of them doesn't have their own Wikipedia page, and as far as I'm concerned, that means they <laughs> don't are exist. no longer a surviving member of Dream Street. Don't exist, never exist. He has 7,360 total tweets. And I feel like 80% of those are in the past four days. But anyway, that's Aaron Carter. That's what he's been up to. Only one surviving member of Dream Street has tweeted since... May. <laughs> wow. I could not name a Dream Street song if I, if I was asked. Uh, you could. Could I? Yeah. What? It's the name of the group. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know. That's cheating. That's cheating. I can name a song, an album, and and the uh, the band name of Wilco. That, yeah, cool. And I just did. Yeah. Yep. Can you do that with any other band? No. You should be able to do it with at least one. What band? What band were we just talking Dream about? Dream Street? <laughs> Who's also the album? Fuck those guys. Did they have any more albums? Uh, they had a second one called Biggest Fan that I think was after I stopped listening to them. It so, appears to have been the soundtrack to a film about them. <laughs> yeah. I went to the Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade in about 2001 and the Dream Streets were on one of the floats and they waved at me and I really liked it. <laughs> Great story, Aiden. Uh, so, I think that that's uh, all we need to do to update ourselves on what Aaron Carter is doing. We'll see who has a meltdown next year. I didn't think we were going to spend so much time tonight talking about Aaron Carter. You never know. You never know. He was at Skidmore while we were at Skidmore. Yeah. He performed. 
Yeah, that you did. You did make it sound like he attended. Yeah, he performed it. He he matriculated around the same time as us. Yep. All right. We ready for this wiki of the week? Yes, and I do want to play the game where you hover over it and tell me what it is and guess what it is. All right. Zone of death geography, as opposed to the zone of death biblical. Well, the other zone of death was a uh, is is a now lost um, Italian film from the <laughs> early 1900s. Okay, I think that this is probably a desert of some kind, some kind of. Uh, it's a French film. Oh, uh, I think that it's it's some kind of um, geographical location where you know. Okay, well that's died. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> You can't say zone of death geography is a <laughs> geographical location. Uh, but I, I said I, I was simply saying one where people have died. Um, my guess is desert because you know uh, desert seems to be the most most uh, death named area of, of 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 all. Okay, so desert's not a horrible guess. Two, it could also be an ocean formation. To our knowledge, nobody has died in the zone of death. Interesting. Okay, can I click here? Yes, you can. The Yellow Yellowstone? Mm-hmm. The Yellowstone Zone of Death is the name given to the 50 square miles of Idaho section of Yellowstone National Park, which, as a result of a loophole in the Constitution of the United States, a criminal could theoretically get away with any crime up to and including murder. How? So, it's... This is... It, it was tough to puzzle through this. Um... But it's it's based on a lot of like legalese. So the I don't speak that language. The court district that governs the state of Wyoming is the only district in the United States to have jurisdiction over land in other states. So all of Yellowstone National Park, which includes parts of Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana, is part of the Wyoming Judicial District. That's very strange. So any criminal who commits a crime in Yellowstone National Park should be brought to Cheyenne, Wyoming to face trial. Okay. So the Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution decrees that a trial must happen both within the district and state where the crime was committed. (laughs) The Idaho section of Yellowstone National Park is uninhabited, meaning that a jury cannot be impaneled. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if you commit a crime... In the Idaho section of Yellowstone National Park, you can't face your, a jury trial by your peers because there are, there are no peers to form a jury. Yeah, that's interesting. What more is there? So um, it was discovered by Michigan State University law professor Brian C. Kell who was planning to write an essay about the technicalities of the Sixth Amendment. He then wondered about a hypothetical place where there were not enough eligible citizens to form a jury and later realized that there is such a place. Ah, so then he shifted his focus for this particular essay to trying to persuade the government to fix it. Okay, and did they fix it? So he feared that criminals might uh, read the article and then um, be inspired to commit a crime in the zone of death before the lo- loophole was fixed. So the, the loophole has not been fixed. Okay. So when was this discovered again? Um, it, so the, the article was published in 2005. Oh, okay. 
so for the past 14 years, people could have uh, could have done whatever crimes they wanted in this, this area. So there have been crimes committed, not well, not murder of a human. Okay. So a poacher named Michael Balderan, uh, Balderian illegally shot an elk in the Montana section of Yellowstone. So the Montana section of Yellowstone doesn't is inhabited, but doesn't have enough residents to form a jury. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the judge ruled that uh, Balderian should be tried in the nearest Montana district rather than the Wyoming district. Um, he Balderian then cited the um, paper written by uh, Brian Colt to yep yeah, to explain why he believed it was illegal for him to have the trial conducted in that district. The judge disagreed. So in all likelihood, like so, ba- basically it's a technicality. Yeah. So technically, any, any crime up to and including murder could be commi- committed in the zone of death uh, without the criminal facing punishment. In actuality, in all likelihood, they would try the person. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that they wouldn't. But you saw Looper, right? Everyone saw Looper. Yeah, saw Looper. Boy, um, what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks a lot like a young Bruce Willis, right? Not usually, but they did a good job. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So here's what we do. Here's it. We're, we're making a new Looper. Okay, go on. You got to loop into the zone of death. Yep. That's it. That's the movie. Money, please. We can get Joseph Gordon-Levitt. When was the last time you saw him in a movie? Looper. For me, it was Brick. Brick came out well before Looper. I haven't seen Looper. (laughs) (laughs) What about our conversation makes you think I've seen Looper? Uh, Good point. Made by the same guy. I happen to know two people who were in it. So now we're going to do just one last headline. And if you could read that for me. Diana was still alive hours before she died. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So next week uh, is our uh, last episode of the season. So uh, please share the show with as many people as you can. And uh, I have been Lowell. And I I am Maiden. And enjoy the next couple weeks. That's the nightly news for this Wednesday night. The late Tom Burkle. He is not dead.